0: So during uh, our Advent series that we've been in, we've been anticipating this day as we've placed ourselves into the story of waiting and watching and working for the celebration of Christ's coming, uh, what's called Christ Mass or Christmas, which we commemorate today and respond in worship, which is the last message in this series and these three actions waiting and watching and working they're all applied beautifully to the magi from our passage that paul read in matthew 2 and it all leads them to worship and so our title tonight is from wondering to wonder to worship So you might know these magi as uh, the three wise men or the three kings, but I I hate to mess with your nativity scenes, but I got to let you know about three myths uh, about the magi. Number one, it doesn't say anywhere that there were three. We sort of assume or think that because three gifts were given, uh, but we don't actually know how many there were. Magi, number two, Magi is probably the best sense of their vocation, as in uh, astrologers more than wise men or kings. They were really scientists who studied the skies. And then number three, these Magi come, it says in verse 11, to the house where the child is with his mother Mary, and not the manger scene, as is commonly depicted, and this is uh, months, if not a year or two later. So none of that takes anything away from this uh, in any way. It's just good to distinguish what the Bible actually says from kind of our our depictions or our traditions. Uh, So you don't have to immediately return your nativity scene back to the store. You don't have to send it back to Amazon. You know, Amazon gets all these nativity scenes back in. What's going on? Well, Joseph in Parksville told them it's not accurate. No, 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 you can keep it. It's okay to try to imagine what it might have looked like. But there's actually a lot to learn from these magi, even if there weren't three, and even if there wasn't in if they weren't at the actual manger. So what can we learn from them and this story? And how does it lead us to worship? Well, the first example the magi give us is that the magi they turned their wondering into wonder. So what I don't get when I read this story is that it seemed to be common knowledge that this event was happening and that it was predicted and prophesied to happen this way. I mean, people were apparently talking about it because in verse three, it says that King Herod heard of it. So it was kind of public enough to make his daily news brief from his staff. In addition, he calls some religious experts together and he says, Hey guys, tell me how this is going to go down. And they're like, yeah, yeah, this has been talked about and predicted for at least 700 years. And they quote this book called Micah, which is 700 years old, that prophesies about the birth. And they're like, yep, yeah, yeah, Bethlehem, that was the spot. That's the way it was supposed to go. So what I don't get is why these religious leaders and supposed experts don't then drop everything and go investigate the possible fulfillment of this prophecy that they've been supposedly waiting for? How did these scribes know all this and then not go and worship? The answer is that there was no wonder, meaning admiration, the noun form, in their wondering, their questioning, the verb form. See, true wondering leads to wonder, because knowledge itself is never enough. See, the religious experts, they had all the knowledge. They could pass the test. Their theology was solid, and yet they missed what God was doing because their wandering did not lead them to wonder. The religious experts are faced with the wondering question, what child is this? And they, resp- they respond, well, let us explain. And they give the correct answer and then go back to their normal lives. The Magi are faced with the wondering question, what child is this? And they respond in verse 2, how can we worship him? In wonder, they ask, what do we do next? See, here's a question worth asking and what I wonder. If this happening was public knowledge and even predicted and there was solid evidence and some of the smartest people of the day who were paying attention figured it out, then why didn't everyone run to Bethlehem to worship? Why wasn't there a traffic jam leaving Jerusalem? Why didn't everyone believe? And why today does not everyone believe despite the solid evidence. Well, the truth is the humble circumstances Jesus was born into were not very impressive. They weren't very attractive. Jesus wasn't going to boost anyone's lifestyle or popularity, advance their career or personal following, increase their wealth, and so they went on with their lives, busy with their own concerns. And Jesus, as we know, then spent most of his life around unimpressive people, mostly the lowly, the poor, and the humble in heart. But when the Magi wondered, what child is this? And learned the answer. They weren't offended. They allowed their wondering to turn to wonder. And so as you contemplate this question, what child is this? and the humble answer we receive in return, how will you respond? So the Magi's wondering of the question, what child is this, led to awe and wonder, and then they turned that wonder into worship. And it was extravagant worship at that. I mean, this worship is so extravagant that we could even call it perhaps wasteful or reckless. They bring items that were of tremendous value in that time. And why waste these expensive gifts on a baby? I mean, most kids don't have gold, frankincense, and myrrh on their Christmas list after all. They could have gotten away with something less costly. But when you're wondering what child is this, and the answer leads you to the reality of who he really is, you hold nothing back. No act of worship, no gift, no use of time is too extravagant for this. And you have to remember that traveling in ancient times was miserable. It was uh, dangerous. It was risky and costly. Criminals were were lurking. And if you know the story of the Good Samaritan, that's a realistic scenario that you might be left on the side of the road. Or dead. But still they came. They said, if this is it, it's worth forsaking and risking everything. These magi, they were likely wealthy, you know, well-respected dudes. They, they were used to luxury and comfort and the good life. Put yourself in their shoes. Imagine being these magi, They see this majestic star, unlike maybe anything they've ever seen in their years and years of studying the heavens. And they learn it's about a king, and the anticipation rises as they follow that star, and it leads them to a baby, a small child growing up in a simple house with an unknown woman taking care of him, No palace, no crowns, no queen, no security guards outside. It was all so ordinary. I mean, at first, they must have been tempted to think this is it, all that fuss, stars in the sky, prophecies. We came thousands of kilometers for this. But I'm so inspired by their response. And it's how i want to respond in my heart that it says here in matthew 2 10 and 11 that when they came to that scene they were overjoyed and they bowed down and they worshiped him the original word for worship carries the meaning of intense adoration it's both a verbal and a physical response so why did these powerful noble educated wealthy magi bow down before a lowly jewish baby born to peasant parents i mean on paper it makes no sense but they were some of the few who were earnestly waiting for this. They were watching for a sign. They were working hard at wondering, studying the skies and what things meant. And at the first thought or possibility that this could be it, this could be the one we've been waiting and hoping for, at that first hint, they drop everything. And they go after it with everything they have. And they worship. And so friends, I know that Christmas means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But Christmas, more than anything else, is above all a call to worship. And as a church, we've been waiting, we've been watching, we've been working, and now it's time to worship because we know that Christ has come. Hallelujah.